Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And welcome to episode nine of the Talking Disney Podcast. So what's going on, Cody? Not much, Jason. How are you doing? I am doing good. Just uh, glad to be almost to episode number 10. We are on episode number nine. I think the the double digit 10 will be a good milestone. And then the next one, uh, like 25, then 50. Uh, if we If we make it that far, hopefully. Yeah, one... One episode at a time. One episode at a time. That is true. That is true. Uh, so this week I continued my Marvel movie marathon and uh, I am actually almost done and I should be done by the time Avengers Endgame come out. Um, I made it up into Black Panther. Uh, I forgot where I left off last week, but I'll kind of go through it. Uh, Captain America First Avenger. Captain Marvel, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, The Avengers, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America, Civil War, and Black Panther is the last one that I saw. Uh, So next, hopefully tomorrow, I'll be able to see uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's the only one I can't find on Netflix or uh, On Demand uh amazon prime video it's there but i have to rent it uh so i'll go ahead and pay the 2.99 or the 3.99 so i can add that to my to my watch list uh and then hopefully be done by thursday or friday um some of the things that i notice as i'm watching uh as as the last batch of movies that i watched i actually liked black panther a lot more the second time that i saw it uh more than the first time. I don't know if that's because I hadn't watched the other ones or um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure why, how it kind of tied into uh, what he showed up in Captain America, civil war. Um, And I don't remember ever seeing that one before. So that was a new one for me Uh, along with Ant-Man. I had never seen. Uh, So I'm excited to finally finish it up. Uh, and get my final rankings uh, right now iron man is still on top really uh, still on top yep uh i'll share i'll share my top five real quick that could change with some of them coming up maybe uh but right now i've got iron man at number one guardians of the galaxy volume two is my number two um for some reason i really like that my wife thought i would like guardians of the galaxy better but uh, I actually like. I, I thought you would have too. Yeah, something about volume two and uh, I don't know, just stuck out to me. I, I, it seems like Drax makes a lot more um, like like comments, uh, uh, a little more comedy. I think I'm I'm not sure. Uh, 
He's a little more comedic in that movie. The first right. one, he's on his quest for vengeance more than he is about being the funny guy. Being the funny guy, you're right. Yeah, uh, and then you got you got baby, nuts. yeah, you got you got baby Groot in the second one. So, what do uh, you think of the opening title sequence in Volume Two? That was pretty cool. The opening title sequence. Uh, they're playing. Uh, I think it's Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, oh, when they're when they're fighting the whatever that big that big creature. Yeah. Oh thing. yeah. That that, yeah. That, that that was funny. I mean, and then he jumps inside the the uh, creature, and then he thinks that he 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 was the one that killed it. <laughs> uh, and then Groot's the skin is too thick to cut from the outside. Right. On right. The inside, the right. skin is the same thickness <laughs> from both sides. And then Groot's radio gets gets stepped on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was that was good. Uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier is my number three so far. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Avengers, uh, number four, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, number five. So, um, I don't know how my list would compare to other lists out there on the internet or anybody else that's listening, but that's it. So, the ones that I have left to watch that, you know, I don't know if they're going to break my top five or not. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, Ant Man and the Wasp, Thor Ragnarok, and then Avengers Infinity War. Uh, will be the last one I see before uh, Avengers Endgame comes out. So you, you and you said you've already seen Infinity War, right? I've seen. Yeah, I went to the theater and saw Infinity War. I saw out of all those, I've seen Doctor Strange, Ant Man of the Wasp, Thor Ragnarok, and Avengers Infinity War. I just saw them when they came out uh, on uh, Blu-ray. So, so the only one you haven't seen is Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man Homecoming of the of the last remaining five. Yep. Right. So I think out of any of those, the one that might break into your top five would be Spider-Man Homecoming. In my opinion, I really, really like that one. And I could, I could see that like, like I was telling you earlier, if, if Spider-Man kind of has the same interaction with other people as he did in Captain America Civil War, uh, I could see it breaking into my top five, uh, displacing maybe guardians, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought he was, I thought he was pretty funny. I, I guess that's a running thing with me. If I, I I like the ones with a little more comedy to them, so um, yeah. And I actually liked. I had never seen Ant Man before, uh, I, and I've seen Ant Man and the Wasp, and I actually liked Ant Man and the Wasp better, I think, than Ant Man. Um, but I'll watch okay. it again just so I could say that I watched it in the in the order that I've intended. And then once I'm done, I'll release my my full twenty one movie list of my top ones uh is um which movies last on your list uh i'll see infinity ranked. infinity war oh as far as ranked yeah oh it's uh it's still uh it's still the incredible hulk as is so my thor dark world didn't come below the incredible no hulk. thor thor dark world made it to 15 so it's right above incredible hulk and okay. at the end i may say they're they're number because what it'll be 21 movies, they may be 20A and 20B. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't really a fan of the dark world. And so I don't know many people that, that are. are right. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen that a lot where it's, where, where that one, as far as people ranking it or it's, it comes pretty low. So, um, but we will see, uh, Avengers age of Ultron. I, I, I really didn't like that one either. That's, that's ranked pretty low. Uh, for any specific reason, it ju- the uh, it just wasn't. It didn't keep my attention. I 
I, I started watching around eight o'clock and not even tired. And I ended up falling asleep. Uh, okay, so, okay. so I had to start it over the next day cause I wasn't quite sure where I fell asleep. Um, it just, it just didn't, to me, it wasn't interesting at all. Um, other than that, I couldn't really give you a exact reason, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. It's slower, I guess, than, than some of the others. Yeah. Um, I think they're, I think it's more heavy on the dialogue side in some of the conversations. I mean, it goes into a lot of stuff that is big picture, I guess, as far as the, the saga the whole story. is concerned. Yeah. The whole story. Um, like with, you know, cause that's when vision is created. Right. Right. And with the, with the mind stone. Right. I did. I did like the fact that vision was able to pick up Thor's hammer. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> That that was kind of I was kind of shocked when I saw saw that because you know everybody I think most of them had tried or at least I I saw Tony Stark try he couldn't do it yeah Tony tried yeah um Steve Rogers Captain America tried right right and he got it to just slightly move just a little budge right and Thor had a very concerned look on his face. <laughs> Yeah, but then when Vision picks it up and kind of hands it to him, <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, let's go. <laughs> let's go. For? And everyone yeah. just kind of looks yeah. at him. Yeah, I was like, I don't I think I think I was watching it with with Kaylee or maybe Marsha walked by and I was like, hey, he just picked up the hammer. But uh other than that, I didn't there was to me it was it was forgettable, I guess. I don't know. Just didn't hold my attention like some of the other ones. Um so that is the first time we heard the word Endgame, though. Uh, okay, yeah, I did. I did remember that. Yeah, yeah. So Tony Stark says, "You know, we can uh, we can bust arms dealers all the live long day, but that up there, and he points to the sky, cosmic, you know, threats. Right, that is the Endgame. Right. Yeah. So and so it's only fitting that this final film for this, yes. what they're calling the Infinity Saga, is called Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yeah." And that comes out in a couple days. So, oh, so excited! So excited. My tickets for Friday night. I ordered special shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone that far. I won't. I won't be in town this weekend, so I won't be able to. I'm see shaving it. my head. Uh-oh. I'm getting a tattoo. Yeah, I won't be able to go until earliest probably next Monday. So, I'm still a week away because we are recording on Monday night. So, don't. Uh, don't ask me anything. No, no, don't. I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to hold back. Don't, yeah, don't say anything, because uh, this podcast will be over. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go find me a new co-host. <laughs> oh, just like no. that, I get the boot. No, uh, unfortunately, I mean, hopefully, it's it's like it was for the Infinity War, uh, as far as spoilers on Facebook. I know most people were pretty good about not posting stuff. Yeah, uh, which I was very surprised. Right. I mean. Pleasantly surprised, right? But and, I, I thought that was very cool. And I do, I I do know quite a few of the Disney Facebook pages, Disney movie Facebook pages, or just movie Facebook pages that I'm a part of. Uh, they they've actually come out and said, if you post spoilers, we're gonna boot you. You're banned. So yeah. uh, hopefully that'll de- deter some people. There's still probably a few jerks out there that want to ruin it, but um, for the most part, the Russo pr- brothers put out a little note to everyone too, asking people to, to be courteous. Right. 
Right. So you give people, you know, a couple of weeks to see the film before. Right. Right. Two to, you know, saying things online. Two to three weeks. You know, after a month, yeah. if, if you say something about Endgame and someone says, oh, you spoiled it for me. Well, then you should have went and saw it or, or you should have just stay away from Facebook. But, uh, you know, somebody posting on Friday night, the day that it's released, you know, how, how it ends that, that, or, or Thursday night, the, the few people right. that go Thursday night before the majority of people get right. to Friday night. Right. You just have to track them, oh. track them down and beat them up. Yeah. I, I know Friday before I go and see it, I'm staying off of the internet right. all day. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to risk just, you know, scrolling across something, not even accidentally. Did, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to risk yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's my uh, update on my Marvel movie marathon. Uh, I don't, after it's all done, I'll have to start another marathon. I was thinking of uh, Disney animated movies. I've tried to do that before and got sidetracked. Um, but, uh, this may, this may give me the push to actually do that one. Um, in their order of release. Oh yeah. Yeah. Starting with Snow White all the way up until what was the last one? Um, was it Ralph breaks the internet was the last one? Um, I think so. Yeah. And then well, frozen, frozen Two. maybe there you go. I am going to watch every Disney movie, animated movie, feature length film version uh, before frozen two comes out this year. Okay. So that was that 50 something films, uh, before November. So it should be doable. Should be yeah, doable. I think so. Yeah. So that's my goal. That's my next one. And then I'll update you guys on uh, what I think. So uh, let's talk about one of your favorite shows, uh, American idol. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago when you were talking about it starting, I think, and I asked you about a Disney movie night. Uh, cause I had, I remember they had done one in the past and I don't know if they do one every year now. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. Did they do one last year? They did do one last year. Last year was when the show, when American Idol got like rebooted. Um, it was bought okay. by ABC and Disney owns the ABC channel. So okay. I can't remember a hundred percent. Someone out there may know. I think they did a Disney night before. It was bought by ABC, bought by Disney. I, um, I, if you said they just bought it last year and brought it back or what, whatever, uh, I, I'm pretty sure they did do one previously because okay. uh, I could have swore it was a couple years ago that I saw it. I'd, I'd have to do some research. And, and but. I don't know if they did. Maybe it wasn't you know an every season type of thing. Maybe it was just something they did kind of right. just as a do. theme for the week. Yeah, right. Because um, so. I, I don't know. I feel like they used to be like the weeks used to be themed more like, okay, this week we're doing this type of song this week. We're doing this type of song. Right. And other than like their Disney night, they're not really doing that anymore. They're just kind of letting people do what they want to do. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I can, I mean, I, I did watch it in the past every once in a while. And I, I like, like you said, I could have swore they had theme nights. Like one, one may be like Michael Jackson night or Prince night or whatever it may be. Uh, and then everybody would sing songs about, you know, with those artists. Uh, yeah, that's what or, I remember. I could, I could be wrong, but I, 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 unless it's a different, you know, musical competition show I'm thinking of, but I'm, I, I feel like that was something that they did as well. You know, like you had right. to, you had to sing a song that was a ballad. I'm pretty sure they had like a, a week, you know, where you had to do a ballad and yeah, just different things like that. Um, yeah. But so with that, that being said, is, on ABC, um, the past 
last year and then this year that it's been on the ABC channel, they have done an official Disney night. Right. And that was last night. And that was last night, Sunday. Right. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't watch it live. I was watching, I was doing my Marvel movie marathon. And then I, when that was done, I switched over to uh, watch the last part of uh, the hockey game, which we won't talk about that. Cause you might get a little upset. I was, uh, I was, I was yelling at my TVs when I was, right, doing I bet, that. I bet. Yeah. Unfortunately the, uh, the Knights could not close it out, uh, in Vegas. And, uh, now they're playing a game seven up in San Jose. Against they the must Sharks. just be trying to keep with tradition that they've set. Um, they just want to play more games. That's all. I guess they, yeah. they have yet to clinch a playoff, um, series at home. So every time they've clinched um, a series and moved on to the next round, it's always been on the road. Well, that's that. Then that bodes well for them on uh, Tuesday. So tomorrow. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah. Go Golden uh, Knights. The, the, the avalanche are sitting there waiting for him. They, they uh, took out the Calgary flames. So yeah. Which uh, good for them. Yeah. So watch out, watch out Golden Knights. Watch out. Uh, Avalanche. Avalanche may get you. I I just hope we get to play the Avalanche, so maybe you and I can go to a game together. Yeah, not that I'm a huge Avalanche fan, or I even if I went to a game, I I probably would cheer for Vegas because uh, I, I can even though I live only live there for a couple years, I still kind of consider that my home. So yeah, I feel like you guys lived there longer than that, but I guess you didn't. No, I what I got stationed there in '95, and then I left in '98. Uh, so just a little over three years, yeah. Wasn't that long at all? I was born less than a year later. You take off. Yeah, exactly. How do you think that makes me feel? I know. I probably, I probably, you probably felt abandoned and stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. So, American Idol Disney night. (laughs) We'll we'll get back on topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's what we were talking about. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. So, I, like I said, I didn't watch it live, but uh, with the, with the beauty of the internet, I was able to watch all the performances today uh, on YouTube. Uh, And I have, I have my top three favorite uh, with you watching the show and you knowing these singers, you might have different favorites than me. Cause this is the first time I've heard any of them sing. Uh-huh. Um, so if I can share mine first and then if you want to add in some of your favorites or tell me that I'm completely wrong and my people are horrible, that's, that's fine too. So everyone's entitled uh, to their own opinions on this yeah. show. Jason. <laughs> All right. So you may be wrong, <laughs> but it's but it is your opinion. Yeah. And, uh, all of mine happened to be guys. Uh, I didn't really, some, the, 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 the women, they did good. I liked some of the songs, but I would say my number three was, uh, what's his name? Walker Burroughs. Okay. He sang, uh, when she loved me, he was on the piano. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought he did a good job. Uh, and I try not to, even though I do do it, uh, or I did, did, <laughs> you did do it. You do. <laughs> I, did, I tried not to do this, but <laughs> Sorry, okay. now, now I got a cough. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh man, I was not expecting that. Uh, I try not to compare their performance with the with the the way the the song was performed in the movie, uh, and it's kind of hard because uh, yeah, because that's what you know. Right, right. And some of these songs are, I, mean, I don't, iconic, I guess, would be a strong word, but some of these songs are, you know, fairly popular and I, songs that, that, that I, that I really like. Um, 
but I thought he, I thought he did a good job. Uh, Walker Burroughs. So he so can, he are you done? Break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So I, I just want to speak to, to that. If I have a comment on yours, I, I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. It. Yeah. I so, won't, I probably won't have any comments on yours. Cause I don't, I don't know these guys. So. Yeah. So Walker Burroughs, he, he's been someone that I've liked, um, pretty much the whole season. Um, I like his voice. I kind of like his little vibe that he's going on. Um, I want to say he's, he's, he's young too. At 20, I think he's a student. Yeah, he's 20. Okay. Um, I feel like we could be best friends. You could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really like him. I really like the song When Somebody Loves Me. It's one of my like top favorite underrated Disney okay. songs, even though it's Pixar, right. but Disney songs, you know? Right. Um, the reason that I like the song so much is because there's so much emotion behind the song. Right. Um, and, you know, and part of it's the the context from the movie. But from the movie, I've, yeah. I've listened to the song just on its own multiple times. And just there's a lot of power in the song. It's a very emotional song. Okay. And I just as much as I like Walker Burrow, I didn't feel like he delivered on the emotional side of the song. I could see that. I could see Vocally, that. I think he did okay. Um, right. To me, it wasn't his strongest performance. Like you said, you haven't seen him right, perform right. I, anything any other time. But, first time, so. Yeah. Um, okay. to, for me, um, and if anyone else watches American Idol, we'd love to hear your thoughts and, and your picks um, for Disney Night. But for me, um, it wasn't his strongest performance, and it didn't deliver emotionally for me. Okay. All right. So let's see. Let's see what you think about my number two. Uh, and I went with another guy, uh, Lane Hardy, who's saying Udalali from Robin Hood. Uh, he had the guitar. Uh, and I don't know if it was because of the song or I just compared to the other ones that, that, that I watched. He didn't mess the song up for me, if that makes sense. Because okay. uh, uh, a couple of them that I'll share a little bit later, I thought weren't very good. And if I was judging and kicking people off, they might be gone today. So, okay. um, but yeah, he, he was my number two. Now, I don't know if you like Lane, Lane Hardy or not, or uh, that song. I, I like Lane Hardy, but I also don't like Lane Hardy. I think, okay. I, I don't know. There's, I always been very interesting these past two seasons for me. I feel like they're just praising everybody. Um, and I don't think they're giving enough, constructive criticisms um because i mean i don't want them to be mean to these right people um because i mean they're doing something i could never do even if i could sing and these guys are the top 10 right they they narrowed it down to 10 10 that performed for disney night okay um but i just i don't know to me it wasn't a vocally challenging song for him for what i know he can do um and you know from watching because he was a contestant last season as well Oh, okay. He, he did obviously. Did he make it? How far did he make it last year? Um, he didn't make it as far as he is now. Okay. Um, and was it I the same same judges last year? It was the same judges last year. Okay. Okay. Which um, I want to I want to talk about one of the I want to talk about Lionel Richie here in a second. But go ahead. Not who I thought you were going to say. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm interested to hear what you have to say about but, Lionel Richie. Okay. Um. And so I don't know. I I think he is better than he was last season. Um, I think he's improved. He's a strong singer. I just, I don't know. There's just something about him. The guy bugs me. Um, okay. 
but what some of his performances I've really, really liked. So I kind of just, I try to look at it just from that standpoint, but I didn't think this song was vocally challenging for him. It kind of all just seemed to be kind of in the same register. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it didn't impress me. And what I did is I, I didn't watch any of the judges reactions. I just watched them singing. So then I could form my own opinion on them. And then probably tomorrow I'll go back and rewatch them and listen to what the judges say. Okay. Just cause I, I want to hear what they, what, what, what they, they, they think too. Yeah. So, and then my favorite one, uh, which is one of my favorite songs, um, and the, this guy's voice shocked me. Oh. And I don't, I don't know if it's good or not, but I loved the way it sounded. It was Wade Coda, Wade Coda, who sang "You Got a Friend in Me" from Toy Story. Uh, and maybe it's my special attachment with the movie Toy Story, uh, but I thought, I, I thought he did a great job. The voice, I when I saw him, I didn't expect that voice to come out of him. Well, and when he talks, he doesn't sound anything like that either. He sounds nothing like he sings. No, so, not at okay, all. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. He, he's got a very normal sounding voice of a voice that you would expect to come out of him. Right. Um, he, I mean, when he, when he was going through puberty, his, his little stories that he's shared on high school, when he was going through puberty and when his, you know, vocal cords and stuff were changing, he was in a band. Um, and it was a metal band. Okay. Like, like so, death metal type. So of his chords may be damaged. Right. And so that's why he's got this interesting rasp to okay. his voice. I just thought he smoked like three packs of cigarettes and then came out and sang. So <laughs> I, I didn't know quite know, but I thought it was, to me, it was an interesting voice and uh, different than any of the other ones. And I want to say that was like the sixth or seventh one that I saw. So I, I, I had already seen some. So, okay. so yeah. Uh, and then one that, that I wanted to like, it was actually the first one that I watched I was like, oh, this this one is going to be good because I like the song "Remember Me" from Coco. Oh, uh huh. But I, he, I, to me, he just he was he was horrible. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, and you know, I'm not a music judge. I'm not Katy Perry or Lana Richie or uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Luke Bryan. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm none of them. Uh, but I I just I I just couldn't. Him and then the other one that disappointed me that that I wanted to like, let me see if I can find it. Uh, where'd it go? Um, what song it was, was it? It was oh Lacey K who sang "I See the Light." Oh okay, yeah. Uh, I just I I wanted to like it. Uh, I thought somebody who did pretty good, but just maybe maybe he would be my my number four. Was where's he at? I know he's on here. It is. Oh, uh, Demetrius Graham. You'll be in my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I like that one too. It just was probably number four. So, okay. Um, and then, uh, other than that, uh, I thought some of them, you know, they, I mean, they did good. Obviously they're, they're better singers than me. I mean, every person who auditioned is probably a better singer than me, but, um, those are just my three favorites. So, okay. So, what are your three? If you had to choose, um, or can you choose? I mean, I I have four. I don't have them necessarily ranked like one through four. I just marked the four I happen to like the best. The ones that struck out to me, I marked and I came and ended up being four. Okay. So, 
Um, I, I did want to make a comment about um, Uche and his okay. performance. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, saying, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying eye to eye uh, from the Goofy movie, uh, which was in the, in the movie. The Goofy movie was performed by the character Powerline. And it's a really cool song. I really like um, that song from the movie. I just he, he's not one of my picks, but I just thought it was a little more outside the box. Um, and I appreciated his song choice, basically. Yeah, I, I watched that one. He was, uh, I'll say, entertaining. Yes, uh, he is. He's he's an entertaining entertainer. Right, right, right. Okay, and I and I wasn't quite sure how to pronounce his name either. So yeah, it's it's Uche. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, Lacey K. Booth with "I See the Light." I like her voice sometimes. Okay. Um, because she's got a very interesting and unique voice as well. She's got a rasp a rasp to her voice as well. Um, maybe that's what I didn't like. Maybe I didn't like the raspy. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's kind of her sound, um, which is cool. It works really, really, really um, to her favor sometimes. Right. And maybe um, maybe it was a rasp uh, to go along with that song. Yeah, maybe because I, I liked really what's liked, his name. I liked what's his name's rasp, Wade Wade Coda, but it kind of went it went with that song. To yeah, cool. it did surprising me, and I didn't know if I thought I'd like because when because I don't know when when I was thinking about it before I watched it, I was the one person I specifically was thinking of a good song for was Wade Coda. Okay. And I was thinking he would sound good singing. Um, can you feel the love tonight? Okay. I, I could see his voice being a good fit for that song and he didn't go with it, which is fine. It's not like I told him any more than right. he was just <laughs> thoughts in my own head. You, you, post, um, you post when on I, his Facebook page and he said nothing to you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. When, when they said that he was doing, you've got a friend in me, I was like, Oh, interesting. Cause you've got a friend in me is another one of my favorite songs. Um, but I, I ended up really liking his performance, his, the way his voice sounded with the song. And so um, I had his performance marked as one of my favorites as well. Okay. Um, so that one, Wade Coda was the only one that we had the same. Same. Okay. Um, I had one that you would have picked as fourth, um, as you just mentioned. So Demetrius Graham saying you'll be in my heart. Another one of my favorite songs. Um, I really liked his performance. I go back and forth with Demetrius Graham. Um, on whether or not I like his performances or um, throughout the last few weeks. Um, but I really liked this performance. I think he did very well vocally. And overall, I just, I really enjoyed it. So he's also on my list of favorites okay. for Disney Night. So let me, let me, so you've got three of your four so far, right? Uh, got... No, just, just two, just Wade and Demetrius. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought, I thought you said Lacey. No, I was just seeing. I was just kind of talking about her. Um, okay. Because I was going to try to guess. I'm going to try to guess your last one. So go with number three. Okay. Uh, number three, or one of yeah, your one of your last two. Yeah, one of my last two. I'm going to go with Alyssa Ragu, the sauce. <laughs> so um, she sang "Colors of the Wind," 
I thought she did really well. Um, I liked, I just thought it was a really strong performance from her. Um, I didn't care too much for her performances the last couple of weeks, and she's been close. Last week, she didn't make America's vote, and she was saved um, by the judges uh, to make it into the top 10. And so I was curious to see how she was going to do this week with Disney Night. And I thought she blew it out of the park. Um, I thought she did very well with Colors of the Wind. I was very impressed. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like the song. And I mean, she was she she wasn't bad for me. I'm going to go with your last one. I think you're going to say... You already talked about Uche, so he's not he's not one of your top four, right? Nope. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, Madison Vandenberg. Madison Vandenberg. Saying, yes, sir. How far I'll go? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, I've been a fan of Madison Vandenberg from the beginning. I really like her voice. I've I think I've liked every one of her performances. I just think she's a very strong vocalist and. I don't know, and I'm not a music critic or I don't know a ton about music, but I would guess that How Far I Go is kind of a challenging or demanding song in certain ways for a vocalist, and she just seems like she doesn't struggle at all. She just goes out there and she blows it out of the park every time, and I really I really liked hers a lot. Yeah, so some of the... I guess the only one we didn't mention, because I, I, I think we've kind of hit on every one of them. Either I liked them or you liked them or we mentioned them because you mentioned Uche, was uh, Jeremiah, was it Jeremiah, Lloyd? Jeremiah Lloyd Harmon. Yeah, he sang Candle on the Water from Peach Dragon. So, Yeah, and I don't know if I've ever heard that song before. I've, I've heard it, but it's not one that would... You know, I couldn't sing it for you right, right now, but I've heard well, it. I wouldn't want you to. Uh, yeah, very, yeah. We'll, we'll see if I can make an American Idol. So, yeah. So I thought I mean, you know, I don't watch American Idol, but it's Disney, so I thought I would, I, I would check it out. And then back to Lionel Richie. Uh, okay. It was, it was actually I saw the intro on, on YouTube uh, when they're at they're at Disneyland, right? And they're singing Hi Ho, but uh-huh. La, but Lionel Richie comes out and doesn't say Hi Ho. He says Hello, <laughs> like like from his song. And I don't know if you caught that or not. I did, and I I don't know. I did you? I rewinded it and played it again. I does he actually say hello, or yeah. is it just the way he says hi ho? Here, let's play it, and then because I I caught that, and I'm like, but it just seems so weird because no one else changes the lyric, and but then from that point on, he says hi ho, and they all do it right. kind of collectively. So let's play it, and then uh, I won't. I won't play the whole thing because it's like three minutes, and I think a minute and a half is them clapping when they're walking onto the stage. So um, let's play it. Ready? I'm ready. Hi. Marching and singing all the way to work. Yeah, it's good for you. 
gets the blood flowing. You do realize that Idol Studio is 35 miles away? <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, whoa, stop the music. Are you kidding me? I mean, why are we at Disneyland? Because it's Disney night. It's the best night of the year! I told you this happens every time she puts these ears on. <sighs> all right, fine. Maybe I didn't think it all the way through, but I know that we can do this. Are you ready? Five, six, seven, eight! I'm grabbing a lift. I'll split it with you. Guys, don't leave me! Mickey? Where are you? Mickey! So did you hear it that time? I, I mean, it definitely sounds like he says, hello. Yeah, yeah. And they actually changed Is the music. Is it you're looking for? Hi. That's definitely hello. <laughs> yeah. So that was, and I watched that after I had watched all the rest of the, 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 uh, the performances. So, um, but yeah, that's, that was my, that's all I wanted to mention about Lana Ritchie. But okay. I mean, he's probably, if I had to choose a favorite judge, he's, I'm not really a big Luke Bryan fan and Katy Perry's okay. Uh, <laughs> she was dressed as Ursula. Oh I don't know if you gosh. wanted to bring that up. Uh, and I, I only saw her dress as Ursula during, while they're performing. I didn't, I didn't hear her interacting with any of the singers, which you did. Uh, yeah. so if you had something to share about that, I do. <laughs> so you're trying to get me to say it again. I see what you're doing. She, uh, okay. If she, I don't know, I get people misspeak and people say things wrong. Okay. But She's technically employed by Disney, right? Because American Idol is now on ABC network and Disney owns ABC. Okay. And she's dressed as Ursula, which is fine. Her costume was fine. She had the little concert shell necklace. She was wearing tentacles. She was purple. She had white hair. Okay. Shoot. That was fine. Um, she was dressed up as Snow White last season when they did this. So I was expecting something. Okay. Um, and I like Ursula, so I was fine. But I don't know. She, Someone was about to come on and sing, and I think it was when they were going to bring out Leah Michelle, um, who played... I'm sure, I'm sure she's been in a bunch of things, but the one thing I know her from is from Glee. She was... I think her name was Rachel in Glee. Um, it was in singing, like, teen TV soap. Um and she came out and she sang um, Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. Um, I guess she's actually going to be Ariel um, in The Little Mermaid at the upcoming Hollywood Bowl. I'm not exactly sure what that is. I think it's just some sort of concert thing, if I'm correct. I don't know if you know exactly what the Hollywood Bowl is. It's a it's a concert venue. Okay, so I guess she's going to... They're doing a Little Mermaid um, thing at the Hollywood Bowl and she's going to be Ariel, I guess. 
And so she did really good singing that song. And I don't know, before she comes out, Katy Perry's holding a fork and she says, and she's trying to imitate Ursula. I'm not going to do it for you because then it'll just end up at the end of the podcast. But she says, you know, if, if she sings good, I'll give her this thingamabob and she's waving around the fork or she says something to that effect. Right. And I don't know. It just, it bothered me. Okay. If, if you've seen the movie, you know that the fork is not a dingle hopper. Or no, it, it is a dingle hopper. It's, it's not a thingamabob. And not, she called it the thingamabob. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's a dingle hopper. Katy Perry. I never I never thought I'd be on a platform such as this where people listen to what I have to say and I'd be calling out Katy Perry about a Little Mermaid reference. I'll have to contact her on Twitter and send her the link. Say, hey. <laughs> this is the end of my podcasting career. Uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't I didn't see that part. I only heard about it because you told me the story. But maybe yeah, Disney but will hire me for fact checking. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, she, she, you, you, you got to get your facts right. Dinglehopper yeah. is the fork. Yeah. So. Anyways. All right, so that that'll probably be the last uh, time I watch American Idol this season. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they have a uh, Disney Disney night next year. So, oh, I do have since we're talking about it and we're kind of wrapping it up. Um, we did at least mention all of the ten that sang for Disney night. I do have the top eight if we want to go over those. So we're so we're two people kicked off. Two people left. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to say the top eight, or just want me to say the people no, no. that left? Uh, go ahead. Say say the top eight. Okay, so your top eight of American Idol are Lane Hardy, Madison Vandenberg, Alejandro. Don't know what his last name is. Sorry, Alejandro. Jeremiah Lloyd Harmon, Walker Burroughs, Lacey K. Booth, Wade Coda, and Alyssa Ragu. So that means Demetrius Graham and Uche left us. They oh, really? did not make it into the top eight. That is shocking. I I don't know. It's uh, Alejandro Aranda. Aranda. Yeah, I, I knew it was something like that. I just didn't want to So Demetrius and Uche, huh? Yeah, Demetrius and Uche did not make it into the top eight. Was, now, is that a fan vote? It is a, a nationwide vote. They went live over all time zones during the course of the episode. Okay. Um, and got a live, a live vote. And okay. they read the the results at the end of the show and they did not make it into the top eight by America's vote. The three judges do have a save. They have one save that they can use throughout the remainder of the season. Okay. Um, but they, but either, none of them use it. No. Well, and it has to be a unanimous decision. Oh, okay. And they decided not to use it on Uche or Demetrius. Oh, well, Okay. That's I don't know if I would have if if I were in their shoes I wouldn't have used it on either one of them. No, either. No. So, but see, if I would have if I would have been in charge of booting two people, uh, Alejandro and uh, Jeremiah would have been gone. See, I I really like Jeremiah. Didn't care for his song choice right. or his performance too much. Right. This I imagine some people do get kicked off based on their song choice. It just doesn't work for them for whatever reason. 
Oh, I imagine that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously they're all good singers because they're top top ten. And but- and all the song, Alejandro has been a really interesting contestant. Right. Um, this season he he's very different. He he likes to put his own style on the songs that he does, and he really makes them his own. And he has a very interesting voice, and I and I like a lot of what he's done. Um, but yeah, his rendition of Coco's "Remember Me," I didn't care for it. No, and I wanted that's the one I wanted to like the most. I think I said that. Yeah, um, because I really like that song. I think it's a very good song, and he made it his own, which good for him. He's being an artist. Um, and you know, I guess if you really want to be an artist, an artist, those are the risks and decisions that that you make as an artist. Um, but yeah, it it didn't really work for me. It didn't feel as strong as a performance as I know that he can perform. Right, right. All right. So, if you uh if you did watch American Idol or you uh, uh like Cody, you watched it or you watched it tonight, right? I watched it tonight before tonight, recording. Right. Or if yeah. you watched it like I did on YouTube and you had any favorites you wanted to share or people that you didn't like or just uh, anything about American Idol that you want to share, uh, you can always send us an email at uh, TalkingDisneyPodcast. If at you're also email. mad at Katy Perry, exactly. let me know. Yeah, we'll get a we'll get a petition to – no, I don't want to kick her off, but uh, – She just needs to get her facts straight. Let's get your facts straight. So in the last week, we had some Disney news come out. Disney, mostly Disneyland news, I think. Yep, Disneyland news. Uh, We'll start with. We won't spend too much time on these um, because a lot of them are way down the line. But uh, the Mickey's Halloween party that was held over in Disneyland has been replaced by the Oogie Boogie Bash, a Disney Halloween party in Disney California Adventure Park. Um, And it looks like on here that tickets will go on sale beginning of next week, which this article was from April 17th. So I'm pretty sure they're on sale. Is it today or tomorrow? 22nd or 23rd? We're recording on the 22nd. So uh, by the time you're hearing this, they may be already on sale. Uh, and I know the prices are there. It's like a tiered structure, I believe. Uh, so I'm not going to go over all the prices on here. Uh, you can, uh, you can check out the Disney website for that. But some of the things that you're going to see, if you happen to go, I, have you ever been to one of the Halloween parties? I have not. I, I have not either. I would like to go someday, uh, probably not this year. But uh, some of the highlights of the of the event, are they're going to have a new World of Color show called Villainous. It's that gonna, would be uh, interesting. Say, I'd like to yeah. see that. Yeah, I'll probably have to check it out on YouTube. But uh, the New World of Color show weaves a Halloween tale about a young girl named Shelly Marie. This twisted tale carries Shelly on an unforgettable journey exploring the villainous side of Disney characters through fountains, lights, lasers, projections, and special effects. Villainous shows that deep down there's a little villain in all of us. Uh, so that'll be one of the one of the features. Uh, they're going to have treat trails, uh, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. It looks like um, there's going to be haunting scenes, beautiful dream space of color, sound, light, and shadows on the trail. Um, Descend Dance, a new pulsing party in the backlot area of Hollywood Land, inspired by the popular Descendants franchise from Disney Channel. So you can get over there and get your groove on. Um, 
a frightfully fun parade, which I think that was also at uh, the Mickey's Halloween party. They had a parade, and I think people are will be excited that it's going to come come over. I guess it's led by the uh, headless horseman. He starts the procession, and then Mickey and Minnie come up, and all the villains will will be in there. So the the parade will be coming over. Uh, Mickey's treat and treat show. It's a uh, for the young trick or treaters there, the young Halloween uh, lovers. It's a new interactive stage production that invites kids of all ages to join Mickey Mouse and his pals as they throw a one of a kind Halloween party. Uh, enjoy dancing, not so frightening, scary tales, and candy uh, at the Disneyland Theater in Hollywoodland. And then they're going to have character encounters throughout. Uh, it says, meet your beloved Disney characters and the villains too. Now, you may be surprised at who you discover at this Halloween party. So no list of who's actually going to be out there, but uh, you'll be able to see some some of your probably Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, and then a bunch of villains. Uh, it says here, tickets do go on sale April 23rd. So uh, you'll probably be listening to this the night of the 23rd or after that. So they go on sale that morning for annual pass holders and vacation Disney vacation club members and Disney visa card holders. And then April 30th, they'll go on sale to the general public. And the date starts September 17th and run through October 31st, not every night. Uh, so if you want to know a specific night, check out the uh, Disney website or the Disney parks blog for further details. So that should be interesting. Um, I know they're uh, possibly moving it over to DCA uh, with uh, Galaxy's Edge opening in mm-hmm. uh, in May. Uh, they're probably expecting those crowds for the new land to continue on. I, I remember when Cars Land opened. I know. I mean, it's still if you go on Radio Springs Racers, I'm at the line can still be long. So it's not like after a month or two, the Galaxy's Edge lines are going to. Uh, dwindle down they'll be they'll be long for quite a while so yeah so and then the next thing that we saw uh a new ride coming to disneyland uh mickey and minnie's runaway railway which will be out in toontown is coming in 2022 so still three years away no exact date yet um but what I got from the article, it says this will be the first major Mickey-themed ride-through attraction at Disneyland Park. And it will put you inside the wacky and unpredictable world of a Mickey Mouse cartoon short where anything can happen. Once you step into the cartoon world of Mickey and Minnie, you'll board a train with Goofy as the engineer. Then one magical moment after the next leads you to a zany, out-of-control adventure filled with surprising twists and turns. So... Uh, a new ride coming to Toontown. I don't know where it's going to go. The article doesn't say. It doesn't say if something's coming out. Uh, I've, I've seen rumors on Facebook um, that uh, that nothing's coming out and they're just going to find a way to put it in, but I don't I don't exactly know. Did, did you read anything? Um, I follow um, a channel on YouTube and the guy on the channel – as soon as they announced um, that this same attraction was going in Walt Disney World over at Hollywood Studios, he started to speculate if the same attraction would be coming to Disneyland, um, and if so, where would they put it? 
he ended up settling in on Toontown, um, if they were to bring it. Now it's been confirmed that they are. Um, he seems to think that they're going to put it, they're going to take out more backstage. And it's technically going to go in a large area um, behind what is currently Toontown. And so they're just basically going to expand Toontown. Okay. I don't necessarily think that they're going to like remodel or redesign the current back of the tune uh, pack back of toontown um if anything i think they'll just create a path and kind of where toontown already you know the border for toontown is is where you'll enter to go towards that ride they'll you know you'll have your signage for it all there they may redesign some of the architecture there to maybe look like a train depot or or something like that but um like you said, nothing official. Disney hasn't said anything. Um, this guy regularly goes up to the top of Mickey and friends and, um, looks out that direction. And cause he does star Wars land galaxy's edge construction updates and kind of looks over in that area and does like Google, um, earth shots and stuff. And so nothing's as of right now been demolished back there. And so we're still far off from any real, anything real happening on it yet but um i i seem to agree with him i believe that it will go kind of in the back there of of Doontown. yeah because what do they got they got uh the uh roger rabbit ride they got the go go gadget coaster uh as far as mickey's house that's it that's it yeah mickey's house Minnie's house but i know a lot of people were speculating they were taking out the the go go gadget coaster um, a lot of people were, even though that's what the, I think the ride time is less than a minute, but I know it was for some of my kids, that was their first roller coaster. So, uh, yeah. it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, a, a introductory coaster for the little ones, uh, to get them ready for the big ones. So yeah, it'd be, yeah. to me, it'd be yeah. best if they, if they didn't take anything out, even though I can say probably the last two or three times I've gone to Disneyland, I have not gone back to Toontown. Uh, so maybe next time I need to make a point to go back there. <laughs> the thing is, if if you look at the building that they're putting it in over in Hollywood Studios, it's going in the building that used to hold um, the the Great Movie Ride. I think is what it was called the oh, one man. the ride that was inside of um, what they made to look like the Chinese theater from Hollywood. Right. Right. Um, and you and you look at the size of that building, and if you're guessing that that approximate size of a building um, is going to house that attraction, you'd need at least that same amount of space to to build it again. Um, if they are just you know making a copy of it, they're not going to make it smaller or shorter or anything like that. If they're just going to do basically a copy and put it in in our park as well over in Disneyland, um, you know. Gadget's Go Coaster doesn't take up a lot of real estate. No, not. Um, not and Roger Rabbit doesn't hold enough real estate for, for the amount that this attraction would need. So, and yeah, unless they just wipe out half a Toontown, because that, that's basically the, the as much room as they would need. They'd need half of Toontown. Okay. So, yeah, um, lengthwise. So. so, they'd need like the back half of what is currently Toontown. So, it appears that they're just. The, the thing that makes the most sense is just to repurpose backstage area. And it looks here like uh, the the ride in Disney's Hollywood Studios is going to open spring of 2020. So 
in about a year. So once that opens, we'll be able to kind of see what the ride will look like for us. I would assume they would have them very similar. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's supposed to be pretty cool from the announcements that I've seen for it. Right. Um, they're calling it, it's going to be a two and a half D experience. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't really know how to describe that other than, other than that, but. Right. All right. And then the last bit of news came out, I want to say today. Uh, we got some uh, updates on the reservations for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, and I'll share what I found on D23. Uh, D23. Uh, it says, which we already knew, reservations are required from May 31st to June 23rd. Uh, so for those 24 days, you will need to have a reservation to get into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. There will not be any standby lines. Uh, and they said, so don't lurk around the entrance to try to get in. Um, yeah, they'll probably be constantly asking people, people do you yeah, have a reservation? Exactly. If okay. not, keep moving. Uh, reservations are available at no cost uh, besides the cost of the ticket to get into the park. Um, guests staying at any of the Disneyland Resort hotels automatically get a reservation. So everybody in your party um, that's registered as a guest. So for those that are sneaking in two or three more extra people, they, they won't have a reservation. But um, everybody who's registered will get one. And uh, as of May 2nd, uh, let's see, I'll just read here. Specific details on how to make a reservation will be available on the Disney Parks blog and Disneyland.com on May 2nd at 8 a.m. Pacific time. You must have an account, a Disney account, and you can uh, you can always register for one of those, but you'll need one to make a reservation beginning at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So May 2nd at 10 a.m., the general public will be able to go on and whatever's left, what hasn't been assigned to the registered hotel guests will be opened up for, for those uh, that want to check out Galaxy's Edge. Um, I know there was something else in here. Uh, see, you, you have to have a Disney account. I mentioned that. And then after June 23rd, it's a uh, all open game. Uh, first come, first serve. I want to say somewhere I read they were limiting the time for you to be in there. I want to. Yeah, say so was- they're doing it. Um, they're they're basically assigning windows. Okay. Um, the same YouTuber um, that I was just talking about, he. Um, is spending the night in the Disneyland hotel um, the night before Galaxy's Edge opens, and so so he's there. He received an email today um, after this announcement came out about his reservation that he's getting because he's staying at the Disneyland hotel. Um, and so it, you know it was basically telling him that he had been confirmed a um uh, reservation for Galaxy's Edge on opening day between 8 and 12 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay. So they're doing it in 4-hour windows. Um from what I understand um they're basically going to empty out the land at the end of the window. And so they're going to kick everybody out unless you're in line for the ride. I don't know quite how they're going to work that out. Um, but they're going to kick everyone out, um, before they let anyone else enter just so that way they can control that people are only being in there for the allotted amount of time. 
So I would assume maybe different colored wristbands or something, some will have to designate like these people are supposed to be in here and these people need to get out. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I did. Yeah, if, if you're, yeah, I'm not sure. I read that if you, if you leave during your four hour block, you cannot come back in. Yeah. There, there is no reentry. Right. If so you, what you can so, stay yeah, in four hours and then go. Yeah, and so the 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 way they're gonna work out the the ride thing, I don't know if they're gonna force everyone onto the attraction, the one attraction out of the two that's gonna be open during those first three weeks, because um, we still don't know when um, the Rise of the Resistance attraction is going to open. All we've been told so far by Disney is is later this year. It could be at the end of the three week period. It could be later this year. Um, so the only attraction that will be open during those three weeks will be the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run attraction. Um, I don't know if they're going to force everyone onto the ride and get everyone in and off the ride and just let people explore the land afterwards. So that way it's easy just to, okay, everyone's got to go. They know no one's on the ride or, you know, waiting in line for it. Um so I don't know, because I mean, my thought would be spend as much time in the land as you can or as you want to, and then get in the line last. Because I mean, right, you know, if you get into, you know, if Space Mountain has an hour wait, but you walk into that line at 11.59 at night, you get to ride. If you're in that line before park closes, you're riding. Right. right. So in, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with that, with these four hour windows, but. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they have a plan. And uh, the first couple of days, you'll probably read a bunch of people complain about it on Facebook and Twitter. And, oh, yeah. But uh, I do know, though, that, um, you know, if, if you're using um, the Disneyland resort hotels to get a reservation, if you cancel your Disneyland resort hotel reservation, your reservation for Galaxy's Edge gets canceled too. So you can't just make a reservation to get the Galaxy's Edge reservation and then cancel your room accommodations and then expect to still be able to enter Galaxy's Edge. You have to keep your hotel reservation in order to keep your Galaxy's Edge Yeah, I was going to mention that. You can't, yeah, you can't, uh, hey, I'm going to make a reservation. Let me get my reservation for Galaxy's Edge and now let me cancel my hotel reservation and I still got it. They're right. They're yeah, it's tied together. Yeah. And that, that's why they're wanting you to do it through your Disney account. And yeah, they're they're going to want to keep track of this. I mean, I would assume they may even limit it like one per account. Like if, you, if you're not staying at the hotel or even if you are, and I imagine you're only going to get one um, entry during those first three weeks. Yeah, yeah. You're, like if you're staying there for a week, you don't get one every day. No, but I mean... It, say you do it and then you come back the next week. I don't think say you do like one night the first week and then you want to do another night the second week oh. completely unattached a separate reservation hotel room and everything. I don't think I would think if, if it's a different reservation, I think you would be able to go again because it's a separate. <sighs> it's, it's not like it's a three day, four day reservation where you're continuously at the hotel. I mean, Say you go May 31st and you get one, but then you come back on June 12th for a different reservation. Yeah. I, I would think you'd be able to get in again. I don't know. 
I mean, that's a lot of money to pay to stay at one of the Disneyland resort hotels just to go in when go in once and then come back after June 23rd and then you can get in whenever you want. So, yeah. Um, the only, the only benefit really would be going during those first three weeks is not as busy, not as busy. I mean, it's going to be full because they're going to want to, uh, you know, get people in there, but I don't, they're not going to fill it to capacity. It, it's going to be similar capacity for, for the land, for what the land can hold, whatever percentage that they fill Disneyland to, um, during like a after hours event, like the Halloween party, for example, they obviously don't max capacity to that thing. They, they have a, you know, a decent amount of people in there, but they keep it to a certain capacity number, whatever that percentage is that they like to hover around for those types of things. I'd imagine they're using that same, percentage for this amount of land right um as well so yeah when when it opens it's obviously going to be at max capacity if not more than in galaxy's edge itself so yeah and then the last thing i want to share which was one of the comments on the disney parks blog which i thought was kind of funny uh it says why didn't they start the reservations on may the 4th (sighs) yeah yeah Obviously, if you if if you did 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 you get the reference? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I got the reference. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if, if you didn't get the reference, send us an email and we'll explain it to you. So. Well, you know what's you know what is interesting. May the second is a Thursday. Is it? I haven't looked at what uh, what the date was yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at it now. It is a Thursday. Uh, it's a Thursday, which is an odd day of the week for something like that. Um, yeah, the third would be Friday. The fourth, May the fourth would be Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. So that's really all the news I had that I wanted to share. Uh, did you have anything else, Cody? If not, we, we can get to our, we can get to our Disney A to Z random entry, which is becoming one of my favorite things to do. Uh, And I will come up with a cool introduction for that pretty soon. So. But for right now, we'll just call it the Disney A to Z random entry. And uh, we'll go ahead and spin our spinner again and see what page it lands on. So it looks like we landed on page 475. So let me turn the pages here and it looks like there's 475. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have twelve entries again on page four seventy-five. I think that's what we had last week. So, Cody, if you want to pick a number between one and twelve, hmm, it's the hardest thing I've had to do all day. <laughs> all day. <laughs> um, you know what? Number eleven stuck out to me. All right, number eleven. Uh, it is Mammoth Records is the entry, and it says in July of 1997, Disney announced the purchase of Mammoth Records, a top independent label in the music industry based in Carborough, North Carolina. President and founder Jay Ferries entered into a long-term employment contract. I've never heard of Mammoth Records, so um, interesting. Uh, I want to, I'm, I'm going to share a bonus one because I was hoping 
I didn't pick the one you wanted, did I? Once I once I saw this page, I was hoping Cody would pick one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And eight was Leonard Malton. And do you know who See, Leonard Malton is? I, I picked six the first time or seven the first time, and then I did six last week. I'm like, I need to vary from the middle of the group here. So I went right. with eleven. That's fine. So if you would have picked uh if you'd have picked eight, you'd have got Letter Malton, film historian and commentator who wrote the Disney Films first edition, Crown, 1973, the first filmography to discuss the Disney output of shorts and features. He has appeared as a speaker at Disney conventions and introduced a series of Walt Disney Treasure DVDs. And I do have that book, The Disney Films. That's why once I saw that, I saw that in the thing and I was like, oh, that that'll be cool if he picks that number. But so you you just got a bonus in, entry. That's all. all so, right. so next week we'll do another, or next time we're here, uh, we'll do another uh, Disney A to Z random entry. And then our last thing I wanted to share, we got another email uh, from uh, from James. Look at that, and uh, it's titled "What's Up." It says, "Hey guys, I thought I'd write a real quick." Email lets you know the last episode was great. I'm really enjoying the podcast each week. I happened to be in Disneyland this past week. Yeah, we saw on Facebook, James. Um, so I thought I would send you a quick note about how things are looking there. They are working to get everything ready for Galaxy's Edge to open. So there are several places under construction. The castle is still being worked on, and they just took down the Adventureland sign to do something in that area. I've heard they will put the sign back up which I hope is true because it looks weird right there without it. And I'm pretty sure when we talked about this, they are putting the sign back up, right? They're just, are they widening the walkway? Yeah, that's what they're doing. Putting some more support. Okay. So we should, we should see another sign. I don't know if it's going to be the, probably won't be the same sign. Hopefully it looks the same, but. Cause I don't know. I mean, I really like unless they had to do something interesting with it to dismantle it. I don't know why they wouldn't put the same one back up. All right, so he goes on to say, I heard today that you can make reservations to get into Galaxy's Edge starting May 2nd, which we just talked about. I think you guys were talking about being able to get in if you were staying at one of the Disney properties, but this is the first I've heard about when reservations can be made by everybody else. I'll be seeing if I can get in there. Yeah, I'm sure you, you'll you you'll probably make it there, James. Uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, so we'll have, to, we'll have to live through you and check out some pictures, so... Uh, also, while we were in Disneyland, they had a special preview of the new Aladdin movie coming out next month. They were showing it in the theater where they do great moments with Mr. Lincoln. We went in to watch it, and I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. The different live-action movies Disney has done have been kind of hit and miss for me, and I really wasn't thinking that Aladdin would be good. But it looks like it's going to be great. The only They only showed parts from the beginning uh, when Aladdin meets Jasmine and a little from the Aladdin meets the genie, but it was enough to be able to tell it will be good. I know there have been those thinking that Will Smith might not do a great job as the genie, and I've been thinking the same thing. But I think he's going to be great in the role, and I'm really looking forward to this movie now. Uh, Before I go, I just have to say thanks for almost ruining Star Wars for me. After the last episode, every time I hear Star Wars, I think of your conversation and how Cody was sitting on the toilet watching the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, I'm like, how did we ruin? <laughs> so, and, and now as I type that out, it sounds even worse than it did originally. Too much information, <laughs> Cody, too much. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who weren't listening or 
Like he doesn't want to know where I record the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he probably does not want to know. The acoustics are great. Yeah. If you listen last week, you, you'll you'll uh, we kind of talked about uh, me watching movies at work and me disappearing and watching them in the bathroom, which I I don't do. But then uh, don't lie. No, I, I I don't. And then uh, that when Cody got the notification that the new trailer was out, he happened to be in the bathroom. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He says too much information, Cody. So great. Anyways, thanks for continuing with these podcasts. I think they're great. Talk to you later. So thank you, James, for the email. We really do appreciate it. I love, I love reading emails, uh, messages. Um, so keep them coming. Whether you have a, a trip report to, to tell us or you just want to say hello. Um, and if you want to do it in hello. if you want to do it in Lionel Richie's voice, that is perfect too. So um and you can send those emails to uh, talkingdisneypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, Talking Disney Podcasts, and on Twitter at Talking Disney. Uh, so uh, that's all I have for for episode number nine. Uh, we'll be, I have something else to say. You have something else to say. Go for it, Cody. <laughs> um. There's been a trend going with Disney lately when it comes to their movies um, that they're releasing in the theater and when tickets are going on sale for those movies, a pre-sale. So if the last few movies can be any sort of guide to us, um, I would expect pre-sale tickets for Aladdin to go on sale uh, Tuesday after... Um, next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. Um, so it'll be, by the time this podcast will be released, it'll be the coming up Tuesday. So Tuesday after the premiere of Avengers Endgame. So you're talking April 30th. Yes. Um, lately, with their past several movies, they're not wanting to release ticket sales for their upcoming movie until their previous movie. Um has been released in theaters and it has its, you know, run through the box office through its entire weekend without any conflict of ticket sales from Disney. So, um, I mean, Avengers Endgame tickets went on sale the Tuesday after Dumbo was released. Okay. So if it, if they do release next Tuesday, that'll be like three and a half weeks prior. Yeah. Okay. So something to look out for. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if your prediction is right. Okay. And then we'll let you guys know on Facebook. And then uh, if it's around the time when we're recording the show, we'll tell you all about it. And I would expect um, if it's, you know, whether it's Tuesday or not, when tickets go on sale, when they do go on sale, expect a new trailer as well. Very good. Very good. With that announcement of tickets now being on sale. All right. Looking forward to it. Um get my Aladdin tickets. Yeah, that, that is one that I do want to see. Uh, well, Aladdin, Lion King, uh, as far as the upcoming live action, we'll call them reimaginings or remakes. Um, so, all right. Is that all you got, Cody? That's all I got. That's all I got also. So thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for the emails, James. Uh, keep them coming. And uh, if that's all we got, then uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-